Can money really buy happiness? This is a question that has been controversial for the longest time. A few days ago, I was shopping with some friends at our local mall and I was kind of low on money and that's when I kind of had like a sudden realization because I saw so many things that I could buy, especially this one hoodie from Aritzia, but I didn't have enough money to buy it. And I remember feeling super duper sad about it too. There was also this saying that's like, would you rather be rich and sad or poor and happy? I used to always say poor and happy because that's what all my friends said. But lately, I would rather be rich and sad, to be honest, because then I can buy my happiness back when I buy things that make me happy. For example, 10 dogs and a mansion. An article from Times Magazine wrote in 2017, quote, Whoever said money can't buy happiness isn't spending it right, end quote. In this episode, we will be talking all about how to spend the right way to achieve maximum happiness with limited input. You guys might remember those Lexus ads from a few years ago that hijacked this bumper sticker ready twist on conventional wisdom to sell a car that is so fancy that nobody would want to stick a bumper sticker to it. It poses a simple but expensive question of how can you transform the money you work so hard to earn into something approaching a good life? In the Times article, they explained that the science of happiness starts with a simple insight that humans are never satisfied. Quote, we always think if we just had a little bit more money, we'd be happier. End quote. Explains Katherine Sanderson, a psychology professor at Amherst College. Sanderson believes that the more money you make, the more you desire it, and the more money you have, the less effective it is at bringing you joy. And once you get all the basic human needs met, a lot more money doesn't make a lot more happiness. One research that was highlighted in this article shows that going from earning less than 20,000 USD a year to making more than 50,000 USD makes you twice as likely to be happy. Yet the payoff for then surpassing $90,000 is slight. And while this statistic shows that the rich are happier than the poor, the enormous rise in living standards over the past 50 years hasn't made Americans happier. So why is that? This article highlights three main reasons of why that is. Money, while important for meeting basic human needs and facilitating certain aspects of life like luxurious goods, um, designer brands, Gucci, blah, 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 it cannot buy happiness for several reasons. And Times Magazine highlights three reasons being diminishing returns, emotional and psychological factors, and lastly, adaptation and hedonic treadmill. So to begin... One key reason why money can't buy happiness is the concept of diminishing returns. One research has shown that as people's income and wealth increase, the additional increase in happiness becomes much smaller. And once these individuals have enough money to cover their basic needs and have some discretionary income, further wealth accumulation often has diminishing impact on their overall happiness. This suggests that there are limits to how much happiness money can provide. And most of it can be short-term instead of a long-term effect. And moving on, emotional and psychological factors. 
Happiness is influenced by a complex interplay of emotional and psychological factors, factors such as the quality of relationships, a sense of purpose, personal fulfillment, and mental health play significant roles in a person's overall happiness. These factors are not solely dependent on money and often cannot be directly purchased. For example, genuine love, trust, and emotional support from family and friends cannot be bought with money. And lastly, people tend to adapt to changes in their circumstances, including increases in income. This adaptation is often referred to as the hedonic treadmill. What this means is that the initial boost in happiness from a salary increase or let's say a financial windfall tends to be temporary as individuals quickly become accustomed to their new financial situation. Consequently, the pursuit of ever-increasing wealth can become a never-ending cycle as individuals constantly seek more to maintain the same level of satisfaction. So one of the key ideas highlighted by Times Magazine is this idea of diminishing marginal utility. And to put it simply, I learned this in economic class last year, by the way, the marginal utility of a good or a service received by an individual declines as more of it is consumed by that individual. So for example, if I go to the ice cream shop and purchase five ice creams, the marginal utility that I get out of eating the first ice cream is greater than the last ice cream that I eat because eventually I would get tired of eating ice cream. And that's the same thing with receiving a higher income. The main argument presented believes that gradually increasing income might increase the quality of life, but it wouldn't increase one's happiness. Thank you so much for listening to episode 9 of Unscripted with Coco. Hopefully you learned something new today, and the next time you wish that you were rich, think twice. See you guys next week. Coco out.